My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, and my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The prophet Isaiah helps us to kick off the season of Advent, tomorrow's first reading. And it's a combination of calling on the Lord and waiting for his help and being kind of desperate about it. Calling with a certain urgency, a certain disappointment or at least the prospect of disappointment. You, Lord, are our Father, our Redeemer. You are named forever. Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes of your heritage. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you while you wrought awesome deeds we could not hope for, such as they had not heard of from old. No ear has ever heard, nor I ever seen any God but you doing such deeds for those who wait for him. Would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways. So there's this kind of mix of calling on the Lord and with the desperation, like, hurry up, do something. And at the same time, Lord, this kind of sense that, okay, do we really deserve any better? You know, we're kind of sinners, so who am I to call on the Lord to have him come? And so there's a calling and there's a having to wait on the call and there's also a kind of Sadness that, that we're not worthy of our Lord's coming. And this is Advent, a season of hope. Hope that our Lord is coming in urgency, Lord, that you come and help us, help this world of ours. And it's not easy. It's kind of like, well, why is the ambulance taking so long? They're supposed to come fast. Behold, you are angry and we are sinful. All of us have become like unclean people. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves and our guilt carries us away like the wind. There is none who calls upon your name who rouses himself to cling to you. For you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us up to our guilt. Yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. And so it ends on a very hopeful note that in spite of our sinfulness, God is our Father and we are His creatures. We are the work of His hands and He will take mercy on us. He will come. He will respond to our situation. And what's kind of hesitating in, um, in Isaiah 
becomes much more certain in Jesus and much more certain, therefore, in the, in the second reading. A Saint Paul is full of confidence and wants to instill his listeners and his readers with a great confident hope that God is coming and he will help. And that's been made possible by our Lord, that God has come. I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that in him you were enriched in every way with all discourse and all knowledge, as the testimony to Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you were called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so in Advent, Lord, we are waiting We are hoping, and Paul tells us to wait with confidence. And where does that confidence come from? Well, it comes from faith. And we know he's coming. We know he has already come because of our faith. We know he's here even when we can't see him or feel him here. And sometimes we might get liturgically or spiritually peeved by the early Christmas celebrations. (laughs) We think, well, what about Advent or what happened? It's like Advent is Christmas already. Mariah Carey is back from the dead. (laughs) Haunt our malls. But in a way, it's okay, right? In a way, that's perfectly fine, even theologically. It's like, okay, we know we're waiting, but we kind of know how this ends. and Right? And it's already happened, and God is already here. And so a couple cookies, right, before the time. No, no big deal. And in Paul, there's a similar dynamic, right, that compared to Isaiah... There's this waiting for our Lord, but he's less hesitant about the prospect, about the outcome. Why? Because God is faithful, as he puts it. God is faithful. So Jesus, help us to strengthen our hope in God's help. Because you are Emmanuel, God with us. And you're faithful and you tell us, I am with you always until the end of the age. And we just read the other day at Mass, the world will pass away, but my words will not pass away. My word will not pass away. And the word, Lord, is your promise. And so to wait for our Lord is to wait with a certain strength and a certain confidence. I remember, I couldn't find it, but in the book, um, Crossing the Threshold of Hope, St. John Paul II is asked, 
well, why can't God like just show himself more, right? Make this easier. Why does he have to leave it up to so much faith? And St. John Paul II as well. He basically says, what more do you want him to have done, right? What more do you want him to do? He became man in Jesus Christ. In a way, he's done everything that he, that he can. What more, Lord, can you do than you've done for us on the cross and in the Eucharist and in the manger and in the gospel and in the faith and the church? And yet at times, I mean, you know, St. Paul's writing this and he's trying to encourage people who are weaker than him. But, you know, when he was hanging to that piece of driftwood, I don't, I mean, <laughs> we're getting the 40 rods for the 15th time or whatever the thing was, right? Um, it was probably a lot harder. And he had to really cling to his faith and, and cling to hope and have a kind of heroic patience. And Lord, you call us to saints, to call us to, you call us to be saints, and so... You're going to call us also to a kind of heroic patience when, when things are difficult and when it seems like you're not there. Faith is the conviction of things unseen. The conviction of things unseen. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so Advent is the season of hope. Patience and hope are connected. They both have this aspect of waiting. Waiting for God to act. How long, O oh Lord? Usquer quando? And the waiting for God is super important for our growth in a spiritual life and God's ability to give us gifts. St. John of the Cross says we obtain all that we hope for or the limit of what we receive from God is the limit of what we hope for, what we expect to receive from him. And St. Teresa of Avila says patience obtains all things. That's an amazing prayer. And it's actually recorded in her own hand. They still have the original um poem and she's got very cool handwriting if you if you google it you can find it it looks like something out of you know i don't know modern like calligraphy it's kind of neat anyway it looks like some you know if so if if like a heavy metal band wanted to make their thing like metallica or something it's kind of like saint Teresa of avila would would be make a cool one for them nada te turbe Nada te espante, todo se pasa, Dios no se muda, la paciencia todo lo alcanza. Quien, ti, quien a Dios tiene, nada le falta, solo Dios basta. And then it's signed by her, Teresa de Jesus. Let nothing disturb you, let nothing frighten you. All things pass away. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. He who has God finds he lacks nothing. God alone suffices. 
Okay? Patience obtains all things. This is Advent. Waiting with joyful hope. The coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And waiting is not easy, especially when it's urgent, right? Where is the ambulance? But it's super important because it's God's game. It's God's plan. It's not ours. And God's answer to many of our prayers is just that. Right? Just wait. Just wait. Right? Just wait, and I'll make all of this okay. And he's not saying it's okay now. Right? It might be totally not okay now, as people say. This is totally not okay. But he's saying, don't worry, I'm here. Don't freak out. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. Just wait. Right? Not yet. And isn't that Advent, like the, you know, the, um, as kids, at least, maybe not anymore, but that was the whole thing, right? It was like, oh gosh, when is Christmas going to come? This Advent calendar seems like it's taking forever. There's only one more day, this stupid chocolate thing here and whatever. Flip that thing. Those little cardboard cutout trees. <laughs> this is taking forever, right? I want Christmas morning. And then you couldn't sleep all night. <laughs> And my poor parents, you know, I want to give away the existence of Santa Claus here, but <laughs> I think they were excited too, right? So they couldn't sleep either. And then we'd go and wake them up just five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't wait, right? I can't wait for Christmas. And Lord, no, we, we can't wait for your deliverance. We can't wait for your help. We can't wait for your presence. We can't wait for the light we need. Right? We can't wait for the virtue. And our Lord says, just wait. It's okay. And that waiting consists precisely of that, right? Acceptance of our limitations, acceptance of all sorts of crosses, Acceptance of situations, the shortcomings of others. And then not only, not focusing on, on what's missing, but focusing on what's there and what's coming. Quesursum sunt querite, quesursum sunt sapite, St. Paul says, right? Lift up your sight, seek the things that are above, think of the things that are above. And we say it in every Mass, right? Sorsum corda, lift up your hearts. Look up to heaven. And Jesus says it, talking about like the worst possible times when there's persecution and wars and the end is near. He says, look up. Your redemption is at hand. What great advice, very great spiritual advice from our Lord. Look up. I look to God, look beyond this world, look beyond your current situation. Look up. You're discouraged, you're sad, you're frustrated, you're bored, you're whatever, you sin. Look up. Look to God. 
Consider things with faith. Remind yourself of what is most real. Look up. Don't look down. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at others. That was one of the best things I ever heard on a retreat. I went to talk to the priest, which is always an adventure, you know. (laughs) (laughs) At least for me, I don't know. Crazy, crazy things happen when I talk to the priest on the retreat. Maybe I should stop doing it. No, anyway. And um, I don't know what was happening, but I guess I was complaining a lot about, you know, difficulty of life. And he just looked at me and he said, watch out for motives of discontent. And that was all of his, uh, all of his advice. <laughs> I was saying was, watch out for motives of discontent. And that helped. It was just like, yeah, I mean, it didn't seem to help at the time, but this, <laughs> these things kind of stick with you, you know. And our, you know, our, our faith has to be so real that no matter how crazy the, the difficulty is, right? Our Lord says, don't be afraid. Hey, don't retreat. Don't turn in on yourself. This is, this is faith. It's in the world you'll have tribulations, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. What is the victory that overcomes the world? Our faith. And our Lord is, is very radical. It's like he's telling the apostles, talking to the apostles, all of whom will be martyred. He says, in the world you'll have tribulations. And basically for them, that means you're going to get killed. But don't be afraid. But be of good cheer, right? I have overcome the world. You're going to face torture and death, but don't worry about it. What? <laughs> it's like, that. that's crazy. And basically saying, well, just wait, right? Um, I'll be with you. Just wait. Don't worry about it, right? Look up to me. When these things happen, look up. Your redemption is at hand. You have to have a radical ability to see things supernaturally. Watch out for motives of discontent. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. There was a crazy TV show in the 80s called Sledgehammer. It's probably not advisable to watch. I can't... But um, the, it was this detective who was like based on Clint Eastwood's um, cop character, Dirty Harry. And he had this gigantic gun. It was like 18 inches long. And he loved his gun. He slept with it and he talked to it, slept with it under his pillow. <laughs> and um, And then... He would do these crazy things and he had this poor partner who was like constantly terrified and along for the ride. 
And right before he would do something absolutely crazy, like, I don't know, drive his car off of one building onto another or whatever, he would look at his partner and say, trust me, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that was kind of like the tagline of the of the show, right? Trust me, I know what I'm doing. And then he'd do this absolutely crazy, crazy thing. And that's like faith. That's like our Lord, right? It's like, you know, don't hand you over to the synagogues and you'll be killed for my name's sake. But, uh, but don't worry. Yeah, it's all right. What? So the kids say, wait, what? <laughs> and so, Lord, we want it to be real. We want real faith. Right? And obviously, it's like we can't. Part of hope is avoiding presumption. So we don't just kind of presume that, well, I'll be strong enough to be a martyr. No, it's all about leaning on our Lord. But in the present moment, Lord, the grace is there for the crosses that are here right now. And if I accept with faith and with patience, with hope, the crosses that are here right now in the present moment, well, then I'll be ready eventually, right, for any cross. Because I know how to practice, Lord, looking up and looking to you and not looking just to my own resources. I'll be used to it. And so we wait right, with joyful hope and with urgency for our salvation. And in the meantime, we do what we can, right? Our Lord in the gospel urges us to vigilance. And so waiting is not just passive. It's also, um, in the meantime, right, doing what we know is right and, and watching out for sinfulness and trying to serve others and making good use of our time. Jesus said to his disciples, be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you all, I, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. And so, Lord, we wait for you as our deliverer, but we also, in the meantime, do your will and, and guard against sinfulness. Would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways, as Isaiah puts it. Would you that might, would, would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways. And so that's a danger, Lord, of your, like, not being obviously present to us is that we can start looking around for other sources of hope or other sources of meaning or other sources of happiness. And we forget that the Lord is coming. We forget that we have this mission to take care of him in each other and to and to be Christian, right? To be him for others and to be him for the world while he's on his way.
Lord, help, help me not to be found sleeping, to be watchful, to be alert. And my heart is awake. Doing your will, right? Examination of conscience. Just trying to put it right, as much as we can, right? To be in the things that we know our Lord wants us to be in. Right? Working for His glory, taking care of people, putting out with things, right? Trying to be cheerful, right? Living that holiness in daily life, which is our charism as Christians in the middle of the world, which is our charism in Opus Dei. To be awake, to be alert, but in our ordinary life. And part of that is, at times, this more heroic patience. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. And Our Lady is the great model, right? is the great icon of Advent, right? waiting for her son to be born, waiting to be able to see him. Right? What's, what's he going to look like, the Messiah, right? the Son of God? What's he going to look like? What's going to be like to hold him in my arms and to take care of him? Our Lady was waiting to see him, waiting to hold him, waiting to take care of him. And we can wait with her, wait with her, to have her very present in our prayer life, in our piety, during these coming weeks of Advent. Morning Star, Our Lady, Morning Star, pray for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.